is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Hey, how is everybody feeling today? Hope, uh, hope you're doing well. Happy Leap Day. Don't get to say that very often. To state the obvious, only about every four years or so. Maybe you got a big day plan. We'll figure it out as we go along here on the Workday Red Zone. Thank you for tuning in with us on the Ticket Radio Network. As always, plenty of places you can find us on your radio dial. And then also online at 953theticket.com. Of course, as always, a reminder that you can take us with you on the go. Uh, what you need to do there is download the EAB Media Group app and then just click on the Tickets logo. Listen live. That's all you got to do. Of course, that's also the place you need to head right now to be able to keep tabs on the streaming for the 4A, 5A, and 6A state basketball tournaments. And uh, so much more you can find on that app as well. Hey, if you want to shout at us today, same old, same old, give us a ring on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, 870-930-3776. Or also reach out on social media, facebook.com slash the ticket radio, or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. The hashtag there for today and every day is CavanaughCars.com. Question is WDRZ. Uh, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio today, as always, by producer Ryan James. Good to be here. Are you, are you fighting with the just a little button thing but we're buttons all good, we're all right, good all right. now we're all good <laughs> he's got it figured out and uh he is absolutely running this ship this week uh with all of the state tournament action going on we will uh, talk about some of that today but we'll also talk quite a bit of course about arkansas state athletics and uh what's going on right now with the red wolves because it is a fun storyline specifically for a state men's basketball and after last night a-State's going to be the four seed in next week's Sunbelt Tournament in Pensacola. The Red Wolves topped Coastal Carolina 71-60 to at the HTC Center Wednesday night for the team's sixth straight win. Isaiah Nelson recorded his fifth double-double of the season. He had 16 points and 12 rebounds, so that win, combined with losses from Southern Miss and Louisiana, clinched A-State a bye to the tournament quarterfinals which will be Saturday, March the 9th. The regular season, of course, wraps up tomorrow at Appalachian State. Meanwhile, uh, this news was released yesterday. A-State football and coach Butch Jones announced Wednesday that Griffin McCarley has been named linebackers coach. McCarley spent last season as an analyst at Ole Miss. He also had prior stops at Troy and Kansas State. Spring camp, of course, coming up real soon for the Red Wolves. March 10th is when that gets underway. In NBA news, the Memphis Grizzlies suffered their third straight setback. They lost at Minnesota 110-101 Wednesday. Jaron Jackson Jr., the leading scorer there with 33 points. So, I wanted to revisit today for our KavanaughCars.com question. And this is actually something we ask you at the midway point 
of the A State men's basketball regular season. So now that now that like look, we're at the finish line, right? For the regular season. I mean, technically it's tomorrow, but that's got that's kind of an interesting game where you, you may or may not have a lot to play for and we'll talk about that uh coming up later. But but for the most part it's 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 done and I didn't want to wait and ask this question next week because next week we'll be talking tournaments and fun stuff like that. But but how do you size up the 23-24 men's basketball season based on your preseason expectations? We've got four options for you on Twitter. You can say that this year has wildly exceeded your expectations. Just, you know, exceeded expectations in general. Met your expectations or this season did not meet your expectations. So those are your four options on Twitter. And of course, on the phone lines, you can answer whatever way your little old heart desires. Uh, Looking at Arkansas State today, after that win last night at Coastal Carolina, this is a team that is 16 and 14 overall. The Red Wolves have played very well at home with a 10 and 3 record they're 5 and 10 in road games uh in terms of the conference record you know this is an A state team that as of right now this moment today is sitting at 11 and 6 and of course if you win in the regular season finale you could be looking at 12 and 6 in terms of, you know, the the analytical or statistical or whatever ways that, that basketball is measured these days, right now, Arkansas State has a Ken Palm ranking of 132. That is the third highest ranking ever in the Ken Pomeroy era. The Ken Pomeroy era dates back to 1999. So uh, that year, in 99, under head coach Dickie Nutt, A-State was ranked 99th. 99 and 99. Uh, That's a very easy way to remember it in terms of the team that went to the NCAA tournament. And then also, uh, one other year that was better than this one in terms of the Ken Pomeroy rankings. That was in 2016-17. That was the Grant McCaslin season. And that year, the Red Wolves finished at 124. So that's catchable, perhaps. Uh... The team right now is ranked 148 in net. Uh, pretty good. And that would be a all-time high in terms of, uh, you know, if that's where A-State finished the season. So some good things there. Obviously, offensively, uh, this team is doing a lot of things that, that are really, really fun. Uh, just last night was a bit of a clunky night in, in terms of some of those offensive things we're used to seeing. But you just look overall... And this team uh, does does some really fun things. Of course, I enjoy seeing the threes because A-State is able to, to make them at a good clip. And uh, A-State is in the top 20 in three-pointers made per game in the top 20 in three-pointers attempted per game in the top 50 overall in, in scoring offense. And uh, they're hard workers on the glass as well, a top 30 team on offensive boards. Uh, there's been a couple of things just just interesting uh, from a I guess from a line perspective. Mentioned this yesterday. You know, going into that game last night at Coastal Carolina, A State was a nine and a half point favorite, and again uh, as as a road team, and I can't tell you the last time that A State has been close to a double digit favorite on the road in Sun Belt Conference play. 
I can tell you there were a couple times in the last five years where A-State was not a road favorite in conference play, period, in an entire season, let alone won by double digits. And uh, the Red Wolves, of course, won and covered last night. So just several different things this year that make this seem like uh, an incredibly, incredibly good season. Now, I know the ultimate number that everyone is looking for when you're talking expectations is wins. And this team is 16-14 and 14 overall. Of course, I think everybody remembers the tough start in terms of strength of schedule to the beginning of the year. But there were also a couple of games early that uh, I certainly believe this team should have won. And if they were playing again today, would win. But uh, that's not how it works. They were early in the season. They were setbacks. So uh, those are still on your record as well. Still on the slate as well. Things that happened this year, that factors all into the equation. But... Ultimately, mix that all together, and how does this year, how has this year gone based on your preseason expectations? We'll talk about that question throughout the course of the day, but I want to actually kind of, you know, recap last night's and the other cool stuff that happened last night that helped Dark Inside State men's basketball clinch four seat in Pensacola. So we'll dive into all of that when we come back. We do need to step aside for a break first here in this noon hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. And also, oh, we got to talk about some state tournament action today, too. So we'll see what we uh, dive into when we return. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. It's a mix-and-match special now at all Northeast Arkansas Domino's Pizza locations. Choose any two for $6.99 each for carryout or delivery. How about a medium two-topping pizza, oven-baked sandwich, pasta and a tin, loaded tots, Domino stuffed cheesy bread, bread twists, marble brownies, and so much more. Switch it up for lunch or dinner for the whole gang. The mix-and-match special with any two for only $6.99 each for carryout or delivery. Only at your Northeast Arkansas area Domino's Pizza locations. What are you looking for in a dentist? experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Every person deserves respect. And that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State. And with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. Experience meets innovation at first. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear 
enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. sarcoma. Within a few days, Hannah was in treatment because we were told that the tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. So we've essentially put our lives in South Africa on hold. Incredibly blessed to be here. St. Jude is an asset to the world. The research that is developed here is offered freely to the rest of the medical world. The entire way that the place operates is just to give and to care. I think it's the kind of place that not only stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer, but I think it could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. And I think if those lessons could be learned even in their most basic form, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you on a Thursday. Of course, uh, Keith Merritt not with us today, but that's okay. That's okay. We'd much rather him be where he is at as he is still in Farmington. A mixed bag for Brooklyn last night as the girls suffered a 65-55 setback to Gravette that ended their season. However, the boys still in this thing. They topped Moralton. 55 to 39, so they survive in advance and will take on Camden Fairview coming up on Friday. Fortunately, just uh, only a couple of stations that we normally, a couple of teams uh, still in action that we normally carry here on the EAB Sports Network with uh, just the Brooklyn Boys and the Jonesboro Boys still around. But those are certainly not the only local teams that are still. Uh, staying alive in tournament play, and we will look over that list coming up later as well as uh, some of the teams, of course, that will be tipping off today at 1 o'clock, and and we'll give you some score updates in the second hour as well. However, this noon hour uh, brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. We're going to get back into some A-State men's basketball talk. Uh, Our KavanaughCars.com question, we're asking you, you know, how, how do you size up this season based on preseason expectations? Is it is it so much better than you hoped and dreamed it would be? Or did it not even meet what you wanted to see at the beginning of the season? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, if somebody told me at you know the beginning of the year that Arkansas State would would hit the home stretch and could potentially end the season on a seven game win streak and would 
in the season as the four seed in Pensacola. If you had said that at the beginning of the year, I would have signed up for it 10 times out of 10. No questions asked. And uh, just said, hey, let's do it. (laughs) I would have been okay with that. Uh, Because uh, this is, um, at least in conference play, a higher level of success than than we've seen in a few years at this point in time. Uh, With A-State closing out the way that, that they have here in this stretch run, and clinching the four seed last night, um, this is the highest seed for a state since 2014. Now I say highest seed. It, there was there was a year like where it was divisional, and a state was the four seed, but they were the four seed in the West. So really, they were like the eight seed. So we're going to look at 2014 as the last year that a state was able to to clinch a, a seed this high in the tournament. Of course, you had to have some help last night, and, and we'll look at that in just a moment. But you know, just these six straight wins overall, five straight in conference play, which are the most since the 16-17 season. And it was another road win, another double-digit road win. The four league road wins are the most since since the 2013-14 season. Um, last night, you know, was that, was that a weird game to anybody else? It, it just kind of felt like a weird game to me. And, and part of that was because the shots weren't falling for a state and when you look back over you know these these the, the five straight wins that a state had had prior to last night there was a pretty common theme a state was shooting it lights out uh the red wolves were rebounding it well and a state was playing a very uh you know a, a good um i guess team friend type of basketball which which we still saw some of those things happen last night i mean it was still a full team effort uh, it was still a night where A-State did really well on on the glass, and we'll talk about a key number from that. Uh, it was also a night where A-State didn't really turn it over a lot, so they continued to value the basketball. But but obviously, what made this one feel a little bit weird is that the shots weren't falling for the Red Wolves. There were a couple of guys in specifics, specifically that just didn't have good nights. In fact, for the most part, in, unless your name was, was Isaiah Nelson... <laughs> You it's you didn't really have a good shooting night. Now, Avery Feltz and Julian Lewald certainly were not bad. Uh, they just didn't take a, a ton of shots on the evening. But it, it was an off night for Caleb Field. It was an off night for Freddie Hicks. It was an off night for D Ford. It was an off night for DeAndre Dominguez. And every once in a while, you're going to get one of those guys, maybe two of those guys, to have an off night. But you're not going to have all four of them, all five of them. Excuse me, Taryn Todd was also had an off night. You're not going to have... Typically a night where all five of those guys are kind of struggling to hit shots. And that's what we saw last night. So it just made the game, it, the flow was different than we normally saw. Obviously 71 points, it's one of the, the lower scoring outings for A-State uh, in a while at this point in time in conference play. But all that being said, A-State still won. And they still won solidly. Uh, there were a, a couple of times maybe where Coastal Carolina would hit, you know, back-to-back buckets or something along those lines. But I, I don't really recall a time where the Shawnee Clears ever went on a big run. In fact, their largest run of the game was was a 6-0 run. So ne- there was never a, a time where they were just really getting it together and, and you felt like the Red Wolves were truly threatened. And one of the reasons for that is because for as much as it, it felt like the shots weren't falling for A-State, they really were not falling for Coastal Carolina. And you tip your cap to the A-State defense. Because I'm looking here, you know, the last time A-State held an opponent this season 
to 60 points or less was back on Friday, November the 24th. No, that's I'm reading that score backwards. No, I don't think it's happened this season. My bad. My bad. Prior to this, I guess looking at uh, the lowest total of points allowed in the season, there's, there's one game lower here as I'm scrolling through scores. And that was when A-State held UT Rio Grande Valley to just 58 points in the Acresure Invitational. That was all the way back on, on November the 25th, so Thanksgiving weekend was the last time uh, the A-State defense stepped it up to, to this level to shut down the opposition. The Shawnee Clears shot at just 35% from the floor. They were 3 of 16 from 3. That's under 19%. And although they did make one more free throw than A-State, this was not exactly, I would not classify last night by any stretch of the imagination as a foul, heavy game. So they only took 12 attempts. A-State only took 12 attempts as well. Actually, I kind of liked that last night. I felt like that game kind of flew by, particularly in the first half. But again, that's kind of showing you what, what a big step last night was. A-State did not have it from a shooting perspective, but yet still found a way to win, found a way to win by double digits. We did see, as mentioned, some of the things, you know, that this team has done really, really well. They they still did those last night, and that is specifically rebounding-wise. That was the one thing I was intrigued to see going into the game, kind of how that would shake out. We mentioned the size of Coastal Carolina. Three different dudes that are, that are 6'10", 6'11". Uh, so they've constantly got some kind of huge presence on the court. And ASA was plus five on the glass. In terms of offensive rebounds, it was an edge there, 14-11. to 11. And then what I thought was specifically uh, or particularly impressive about A-State last night is, is what they did with those extra opportunities. A-State had... A-State was able to force one more turnover than Coastal Carolina, but they were 10-4 to four on points off of turnovers. A-State was able to grab just three more Offensive rebounds in Coastal Carolina. However, they outscored CCU 20-6 to in second-chance points. So, so when A-State did get those extra opportunities with turnovers and with an additional possession off an offensive board, they really took advantage of it and then really limited Coastal Carolina when they tried to do the same. And that was kind of your game story last night on a night where, where neither team uh, shot it very well at the HTC Center. Also, that kind of the, the gym kind of was weird. The camera angles were weird. I don't know. I will say the broadcasters were incredibly, incredibly complimentary of Arkansas State. I actually liked listening to, to them a lot because they were hyping up my team. Uh, so no complaints there on on the broadcast. In terms of individual standouts from last night, uh, it was it was a big game for Isaiah Nelson. Sixteen points, twelve rebounds. He was limited to just. 28 minutes. Now, that was not due to any type of foul trouble. In fact, he didn't even have a foul called on him in the entire first half. But he tweaked an ankle a couple of different times. Uh, there, was one, there was one time where his, his, his strategy was just to lace up his shoe tighter. And I think that worked for a couple plays. But then he had to get, uh, get a little bit of treatment on that ankle. Interestingly enough, he did not record a block in the game, which is not something we see happen very often. But again, 
16 points, 12 rebounds. That's that's a that's a very good night. DeAndre Dominguez finished with 14 points off the bench. He had to work for it. He was 5 of 13 shooting, but again, that was kind of the common theme of the night. So certainly don't want to to just single out him. There was a lot. There were a lot of guys that didn't shoot it very well. Uh, Dominguez also finished with seven rebounds. Nobody else got in double figures, which again, A State had five guys in double figures in that home win against South Alabama. South Alabama, six guys in double digit figures in that that home win against Troy. The shots didn't fall, so it is what it is. Darian Ford finished with nine. He also had eight rebounds. Taryn Todd finished with nine. He also had five rebounds. He had four assists to go with it. So, again, even though uh, this game, instead of this being like a team effort on uh, on offense, this was more of a team effort on the glass <laughs> since there were a whole lot of, uh, a, a lot of rebounds to go around. So, A-State did work, certainly, on that end. And, of course, the, the most important part is the fact that uh, – A-State won, took care of business, and then also got some help uh, with some other teams in the Sunbelt Conference. So now A-State is is going to be the four, which is pretty awesome. i tell you what, uh, well, I've got some notes on that bracket, but let's just go ahead and step aside and take a break. We've got time to squeeze one in here in this new now. We're brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. We'll look at that bracket. We've also got just a couple of comments to share with you from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson during the break as well. So that's what we'll do next. We'll come back right after this on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Soybeans and rice still down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 414 up three quarters with May corn at 427 and three quarters down three quarters. March soybeans 1127 and a quarter down six and three quarters with May soybeans 1141 down four and a quarter. March wheat at 575 and a half up four and a half. May wheat at 575 and a quarter up a half. May cotton at 9944 down 164 with July cotton at 9783 down 189. March rice at 1793 down one. May rice at 1832 and a half down five. Moving on to livestock now, February live cattle 184 even, down 65. With April live cattle 185, and a half, down 55. March feeder cattle 248, and a half, down 102 and a half. April feeder cattle 253, 25, down 185. April lane hogs at 86, 52 and a half, up 52 and a half. With May hogs at 91 even, up 55. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying corn and milo direct from local producers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, before you book your 24-25 corn and milo, call Pico Foods. Right now, Pico Foods, the seventh largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, is buying both new crop and stored corn and milo. Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and milo direct from farmers year-round at always competitive prices. Call today. In Arkansas and Missouri, contact David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Andrew Parker or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. The 70s. Second annual Mid-South Farm and Gin Show is just around the corner, March 1st and 2nd, at the Renaissance Convention Center in Memphis. Register now to make sure you can see the latest technology, innovation, products, and services. 300 exhibits, an opportunity to interact with family and friends, and access industry experts. Attend the Ag Outlook Seminars, featuring outlooks on cotton and grains. Or take in special seminars on rice marketing and international trade. Register now to sign up to win thousands of dollars in cash gifts.
giveaways, or dozens of other prizes. Get the details and register at farmandgenshow.com. We'll see you at the show. The Central dealerships are committed to making a difference in our community. In Arkansas, 15.5% of the population faces food insecurity. Join the fight against hunger by supporting the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Your generosity can help provide meals for families in need. Whether it's a non-perishable food item or monetary donation, your support can make a difference. Join the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas and the Central dealerships in making an impact on the lives of our neighbors. Together, we can truly nourish our community. Central dealerships, home of meter beat pricing. Tech troubles can drive you up the wall. You Break I Fix at 1605 Red Wolf Boulevard is here to help. Cracked phone screen? Don't worry. You Break I Fix is your one-stop solution for all things tech. We specialize in fixing broken phone screens and more. Laptop won't work? Don't toss it out. Bring it to You Break I Fix where our tech experts will have it running like new in no time. Gaming system acting up? No need to pause your gaming adventures. Trust You Break I Fix to get your gaming system repaired quickly and affordably. Visit You Break I Fix at 1605 Red Wolf Boulevard today and let us fix it all. You Break I Fix, where we make your tech headaches disappear around here there's two ways to get a car wash there's tommy's express car wash and then there's everyone else tommy's express uses the newest most innovative technology in the auto wash industry with an easy load conveyor belt system plus free vacuum and mat washers and tommy club unlimited memberships start at just $19.99 a month plus they offer discounts for healthcare workers military and first responders tommy's express car wash at the intersection of highland and caraway and on hilltop in Jonesboro. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Our noon hour is brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. Whether you're buying or selling, you can trust the experts at Dustin White Realty for personalized service. Your home may be worth more than you think, and you can visit arhomevalue.com to find out more. Your dream home awaits at Dustin White Realty. Let us dive right into some audio here from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. Following his team's 71-60 to win last night at Coastal Carolina, kind of subdued for Coach Hodson. As we mentioned, it was just kind of a different feel to the game with A-State winning uh, more behind their defense last night than, than their offense. And he gave his thoughts on the way that this one unfolded for the Red Wolves. Yeah, I, I thought we were solid defensively. Uh, I didn't. I don't think you know. It's tough. We didn't make shots tonight. We actually shot the ball very poorly. So, uh, you know, we've talked about finding a way to win basketball games. Uh, you know, when we're not making shots and we didn't make free throws down the stretch. So I'm not thrilled about that. Uh, but pleased with our effort on the defensive end and to come in here and gut out a win, uh, heading into our last regular season game. Continuing on here, Coach Hodson talked about the battle inside. Uh, you had uh, Ojiako, who is a really good player for Coastal Carolina. He recorded a double-double, 14 points, 15 rebounds. And, uh, gosh, that was, what What did they say last night on the broadcast? The 16th, 17th double-double? It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, he's obviously a, a force inside. Now, he had to work to get those shots. He was 7-17. Seven 
shooting last night. Meanwhile, Isaiah Nelson, 16 points on 8 of 12 shooting. He had 12 rebounds, so uh, pretty good numbers there. And Coach, uh, Coach Hodson talks kind of about uh, the fact that, you know, uh, Nelson made sure that, that those points, those rebounds didn't necessarily come easy last night for Ojiaco. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the not making it easy for him. Um, I thought we gave him deep catches around the rim and let him score uh, whenever he wanted. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think we battled. Uh, I know which is what you're referring to, but we've, we've got to get better. We're going up to App, who's got really good bigs. We've got to, we've got to give more resistance in the post. Uh, but, again, uh, you know, thrilled to find a way to win uh, when we're not making shots. I thought we took bad shots. Uh, we, we got a little three happy early on. They weren't going. Uh, sometimes that happens on the road, and you've got to, you know, I thought we, we'd settled for some, and we could have got to the basket. Yeah. And uh, a couple more clips to share with you here. We mentioned, I really want to go back and, and look at the numbers here, and I haven't done it, and, and I hate, it seems like I get really good ideas sometimes during the show when I've already started talking, and, it's, and, and I can't multitask to go back and figure it out. I'd love to know what A-State's record is this season when they have more second-chance points than than their opponent. I I feel like that win record is, is that win percentage is going to be pretty high. I feel like that's probably the case with a lot of, of, of college basketball. If you go out and you're able to turn those extra opportunities into extra points, I feel like that's usually a good indicator of who's going to come out on top. Uh, but once again, rebounding, second-chance points, a, a key factor last night, A-State uh, with a 20-6 to edge over Coastal in those second-chance points. Yeah, yeah, I thought we did a good job on the glass. This is the 10th best rebounding team in all of college basketball. Uh, so to come in here and beat them on the glass by five and have 14-0 boards, uh, obviously led by Isaiah's 12 rebounds, Darian Ford at eight. I thought DeAndre Dominguez was good tonight. It was a plus 15, which was the highest on our team. Uh, we needed him to get back going. So uh, good team effort, good team win. One more clip to share with you here from A-State's Brian Hodson. It's going to be a short one. Uh, look, we're, we're about to look ahead to the Sunbelt Cavarts tournament here in a moment, but A-State is not able to do that yet. One more to close out the regular season. It's at App State who won or has clinched the league title. And Coach Hodson talks uh, briefly about that matchup. Yeah, we're not we're not thinking about the conference tournament right now. We've got to win on Friday at App State, who's a really good team. They're number one in the in the Sun Belt for a reason. Uh, they're really really good, both home and away. And uh, we've got to go up there and take care of business, one game at a time, and control what we can control. Now, this was this was, I guess, last night uh, one of the the earliest West teams. You know, A State is there's not divisions, but A State is clearly one of the westernmost uh, Sun Belt conference teams. So this was one of the uh, earliest West games to go final last night in Sunbelt play because, of course, it was being played there in, in the in the East uh, time zone at Coastal Carolina. So, so when Coach Hodson was going through his his post game, I don't know if he had gotten an update yet on those Louisiana and Southern Miss scores. I'm going to guess. Look, there's somebody probably on the bench that was keeping up with that throughout the whole game, but those games had not gone final yet. So. During the post game, that's still full on, you know, control what you can control because you have no idea of what else is, is going on around you. Well, um, there's there's nothing else for A-State to control, I guess you could say. Uh, because A-State, to, to secure the four seed, was trying to fend off Southern Miss and Louisiana. When play started last night, A-State was at 10 wins in the Sun Belt standings. Southern Miss at 9, Louisiana at 9. 
So obviously, you know, Southern Miss and Louisiana needed, needed a win to be able to keep pace with the Red Wolves. However, a huge hat tip today to the entire state of Alabama because South Alabama playing in Mobile was able to top Southern Miss 73-70. to That was the first uh, score of note to go final. So that was, that was one down, one to go. And then Troy had a big lead over Louisiana and Lafayette for most of that game. And they ended up winning by 14. So, so now the best, the best that Southern Miss and Louisiana can do would be to finish with 10 wins in Sunbelt play. And, well, 11 is more than 10. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a state is your four seed in the Sunbelt tournament in Pensacola. This is, uh, look, just obviously huge because the Red Wolves now have clinched their spot with a game to play, and you get that extra rest. So after Friday, A-State will not play again until Saturday, March 9th. March 9th. Uh, It's going to be a while until A-State has to make it back out onto the court. So you've got eight days between the end of the season and the next time you play to just to just rest everybody. Uh, obviously, like, Caleb Fields has been, has been beat up for at least four of, <laughs> of the five game, the five years, excuse me, he's played at A-State, if not all five. Uh, so any, any extra rest for a guy who plays so many heavy minutes is, uh, is crucial there. Is again, he led A-State in minutes last night with 37. Uh, getting, you know, Darian Ford, who certainly does not look like he's missed. Uh, he's missed a beat since he was sick a week ago. But, you know, you get him even further away from, you know, being ill. You get him even better at full strength. I mean, that's great. You know, Freddie Hicks, of course, we know he was injured for a lot of the season. You continue to have some downtime for him. And then last night, as mentioned, you know, there were a couple of times where Isaiah Nelson had to come off the court hobbling a little bit uh, due to uh, what looked like, you know, tweaked an ankle there. So so you get him rest. So there's not, obviously, look, there's not a single player after you've already played 30 games in a season who would not benefit from eight days off. And now that's what A-State is, is going to be able to do. So I tweeted out some update updated Sunbelt Conference brackets, uh, both last night and, and earlier today. And, and there there are some teams that are, uh, they, they've, they've clinched their seed. No matter what happens tomorrow night, they are a specific seed. Arkansas State is one of those as the four seed. App State is one of those as the one seed and the regular season Sunbelt champ. I think uh, also Old Dominion. Uh, at at dead last, has clinched their seed. There are some other teams that have clinched like a specific round. So, for example, no matter what happens tomorrow, Coastal Carolina is going to have to play in in the first round. Um, so so they're going to have to play there in Pensacola Bay on on Tuesday. Uh, Southern Miss is is going to be a second round team. No matter what, they could still be the five or the six, but no matter what. Uh, they're going to play on Thursday. And then there's a few other teams that, that could land anywhere in the bracket. But right now, the way the bracket looks, Arkansas State could play a handful of different teams in its first game on Saturday, March 9th. So in the first round, A-State is in, in the top half of the bracket right now, okay? 
and it, and I say right now, A-State will continue to be in the top half of the bracket because they're going to be the four seed. Uh, if the standings hold through tomorrow's games, then the first round matchup in the top half of the bracket would be 12-seed ULM, 13-seed Coastal Carolina. The winner of that game would advance to play 5-seed Southern Miss. And then the winner of that game, of course, would advance to play Arkansas State. So you'd be looking at uh, A-State playing somebody out of ULM, Coastal Carolina, and Southern Miss. Of course, they just won against Coastal Carolina last night. They went 1-1 one and one against both ULM and Southern Miss with the home team uh, winning all of those games. And then, of course, uh, the teams on the, t- the, the, the rest of the teams on the top half of the bracket, Marshall and Georgia State are your 8-9 seeds. The winner of that game will advance to play App. Then, of course, the winner of that game will uh, should be advancing to play A-State in the semifinals. Everybody else on the uh, the bottom half of the bracket, so Texas State, ODU, Louisiana, South Al, Georgia, Southern, Troy, James Madison, all right now uh, on the bottom half of the bracket. So those would be teams that A-State would not face until a championship game. Now, again, there's still some moving and shaking that can happen on the men's side of things. I have tried... I tried to sort through some tiebreakers earlier, and there's still the potential that that five teams could finish seven and eleven. So that just I just noped out of that real quick. I was not going to run all the different hypotheticals to figure out seedings with a bunch of seven and eleven teams. I, I'm I'm perfectly content to just wait until the, until all the games go final Friday night to to figure out that mess. But uh, right now it looks like a good spot, of course, for for a state. Now that being said, look look, there's no easy path to a Sunbelt Championship. Obviously, if, if it ends up being uh, A-State and, and App State facing each other in the semifinals, it would be the second meeting between those two teams in, in the span of about 10 days. So I'm fascinated to see what kind of strategy goes on <laughs> between these Red Wolves and Mountaineers coaches coming up on Friday when on paper, neither team has anything to play for. You've already clinched your spot. Your seed cannot change. Your start time cannot change in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. But both teams are going to come in on six-game win streaks. Both teams obviously playing for pride. Coaches hate to lose. Like every coach is just, yeah, they're never going to play to lose. But how do you put your team in a good position to win Friday while still making sure they're in an even better position to win in the quarterfinals? That's what both of those coaches will be facing tomorrow. Uh, but that's the top half of the bracket. Of course, there's not. It, if A State would have, you know, been able to move up to the three or fell down to the six, it's not like the bottom half of the bracket is a cakewalk. I mean, you'd be looking at probably playing James Madison again at some point, where I, I feel like that was, you know, a winnable game. But also, there's the potential that you would have to play Troy three times, and that for the third time in a season. Excuse me, and that kind of makes me nervous. So again, th- there's just there's no easy path. No matter where A-State landed in that bracket, no easy path to a Sunbelt Conference championship. But it is slightly easier when you get to start in the quarterfinals as opposed to the second or first round. Uh, for those of you, by the way, that are thinking about making the trip, which is pretty cool, uh, they do have a website set up on the A-State Athletics uh, webpage. So if you go to astateredwolves.com slash Pensacola, that is going to take you to uh, all kinds of information about going to the Sunbelt Tournament. It's, of course, it's got ticket information. It's got bracket information. It's got hotel information. It's got 
uh, restaurants and nightlife information. It's got information about the Pensacola Bay Center. So, uh, again, if you are making that trip, that is absolutely uh, a page you need to visit, astateredwolves.com slash Pensacola. Quickly, some news and notes to check out before we squeeze in another break here in this noon hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Uh, congrats to, to A-State Men's Golf. They had a good finish in the Lake Las Vegas Intercollegiate yesterday. And uh, I believe they finished in, in third in that event. And uh, just uh, didn't have a great first round, but had an excellent second round and a very solid third round. Uh, so they tied for third at that event. And they earned wins over five top 100 teams and, and tied with another. So that was a very good finish there. Uh, Jack Maxey was uh, the leader uh, individually, not uh, for the entire tournament, but for A-State, both Jack Maxey and Devin Pappas shot six under. So they tied for fourth in the event. Thomas Schmidt with a top 12 finish also. So several strong individual performances there for A-State men's golf. Some track news uh, after they earned an unprecedented fifth consecutive sweep of the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships. A-State Track and Field Program Director Dr. Jim Patchell has been named the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Coach of the Year. <laughs> so you, you sweep the conference championships, you sweep the Coach of the Year honors. Uh, no surprise there as well. Uh, pole vault champion Bradley Gelmert, who is also qualified for the Indoor Championships, earned Men's Field Performer of the Year. Michelle Ogbemudia was named the Women's newcomer of the year so no surprise again you win some championships you're gonna you're gonna haul in some hardware at the end of the season as well one more note on dr patchell he is going to be inducted into the arkansas track and field hall of fame on may the 31st in a banquet at the Wyndham riverfront hotel in north little rock so a, a good class there And he has earned that honor for sure. So congratulations to Dr. Patchell about your upcoming induction into the Arkansas Track and Field Hall of Fame. Let's step aside. We need to take a break. Uh, we'll do that. By the way, phone lines will be open during the break, 870-930-3776. We'll return right after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Around NFL Combine time, we are generally focused on possible draft prospects, NFL free agency, and franchise tag candidates. But this season, the focus has shifted towards ownership. In a survey conducted by the Players Association, each NFL franchise was handed down grades on a variety of subjects, ranging from the quality of team practice facilities to coaches and even owners. At first glance, it appears the NFL is trying to shame teams for their poor management. But this may be good for the NFL's complicated work environment. The Cardinals, for example, took their poor grade to heart last season. Since then, the team has stopped charging players for meals, made substantial upgrades to the team's weight room, and even added a family gathering room for team home games. Having a high grade doesn't exactly correlate to wins. The Chiefs ranked near the bottom in just about every category. But with this information now published yearly, this could be a rare win for NFL players going forward. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? 
In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. Tire Rack sells only the best, like the Bridgestone Blizzak. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them once you drive, your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you love somebody, you protect them in the best ways that you can, and that's why I recommend Simply Safe. It's an advanced system that protects every inch of your home 24-7. Professional monitoring for fast emergency response for less than a dollar a day. Order now. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring. Visit simplysafedan.com. That's simplysafedan.com. And tell them we sent you. And remember, the 53rd annual Junior Auxiliary Charity Ball will be held Saturday, March 9th at the Embassy Suites Hilton Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. This year's theme is Out of This World, a cosmic disco and a bright night for a brighter tomorrow. Get your tickets now by texting Charity Ball 2024, all one word, to 243-725. All funds raised go to support the 12 projects that are funded by JA and Craighead County. Some of the projects include weekly book clubs for area students, literacy and math tutoring, and working at the Learning Center to assist children and adults. This this year's charity ball includes games, dancing, live and silent auctions, and so much more. Dr. Czar's amazing funk monsters will be performing on the Tommy's Car Wash Express stage. Head DJ Spence with Suspense Entertainment will keep the party going after hours, sponsored by Evolve Bank. Don't miss out on tons of fun and tons of items you could win, from professional sporting event packages to fly fishing in Belize. Get your tickets now. Text Charity Ball 2024, all one word, to 243-725. And follow Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro on social media for more details. It's going to be out of this world. Papi. Yes, mija. I love walking around our block. <laughs> Me too. It's just like walking around the world, but it doesn't take as long. Hmm, that would take a long time. No, really. My friend Kayla's from India, and Lily's family is from China. And Beza travels a lot to see her family in Ethiopia. And don't forget the Murphys. I really like our neighborhood and all the families from different places. We're lucky, sweetie. We live in a diverse community. Diverse? Yeah. It's a place where people from all different backgrounds come together and live and share and appreciate everything that makes us special. I like it. Neighborhood diversity promotes a greater sense of engagement, teaches that stereotypes are wrong, and better prepares our children for the global community. To learn more about how the Fair Housing Act promotes diversity, visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. The Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, and familial status. A message from the Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Hey, let's check in here uh, before this noon hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty gets away from us. Let's check in here on uh, on today's poll question. We're asking you today for the KavanaughCars.com question. How do you size up the 2023-24 A-State men's basketball season based on your preseason expectations? For the most part, this, uh, this season either exceeded or wildly exceeded your expectations at least that is the way you have voted on twitter at Kara underscore richie and we'll look at more detail in at that poll uh coming up 
in the second hour of the program, we'll make a case for some of those different answers as well. In the meantime, though, uh, state tournament action will be tipping off again today at 1 o'clock. And I tried to tell you yesterday because I could not, uh, I printed the schedules too small, couldn't read the font. I tried to tell you yesterday that at 1 o'clock, BIC girls basketball would be playing Marshall. Uh, But that game is today and uh, still tipping off at 1 o'clock. So uh, BIC again coming up in action uh, in just a little bit. And we'll give you some score updates uh, on that game as we go along in the second hour of the program. To the best of my knowledge. And again, I, I need to increase the font on my brackets and did not. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, that's the only game I saw um, of note that will be taking place while we are on air. There's several additional NEA teams that are going to be playing later on uh, this afternoon. In fact, I think uh, the Riverside boys and Marshall are going to tip off just a little bit after we get off the air at 2.30. And uh, you got games all throughout the day that are going to be featuring teams from Northeast Arkansas, but uh, but let's go through the list and get caught up on yesterday's action and what we have to look forward to today as well. And we'll start with, with the 1A bracket and, in fact, uh, look at some girls' action that was going on while we were on air but hadn't quite gone final yet when we, when we logged off. Uh, Mark Tree able to survive and advance in that 2A girls' bracket by knocking off Kingston 53-48. to I feel like the Lady Indians were, were, were trailing. Uh, for a few different moments there late in that game. So glad to see that they rallied and were able to pick up a W. Uh, we mentioned, you know, BIC coming up today in 2A girls action at 1 o'clock. But coming up later this afternoon at 4, ICC and Earl will be playing for the right to face Acorn in the second round. Uh, coming up uh, later tonight. Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, there's a lot of stuff going on in this 2A boys bracket. We mentioned Riverside. They're going to be playing Marshall. Uh, a little bit after we get off air, that's at 2.30 is when that one will tip off at 5.30. Bay going to be trying to knock out Cutter Morning Star. And then we'll even have some second round action today in the 2A bracket. That's EPC and Junction City playing tonight at 8.30. Uh, and a score from yesterday in the 3A girls bracket, unfortunately, Manila's run in the tournament is over. They lost to Dumas 62 to 46 and boys action in the 3a bracket Osceola is going to continue their run they beat Lakeside 76 to 50 uh, last night so they're going to be now playing Bergman coming up tomorrow Uh, also yesterday Rivercrest advancing as they were able to take out Harmony Grove 44 to 34 yet they don't know their opponent yet that they'll be facing on Friday but it'll be either Boonville or Central Arkansas Christian Uh, coming up later on this afternoon as well Forest City and 4a girls play is going to be taking on Nashville at four and uh, last night, a big score. Uh, unfortunately, the Brooklyn girls falling to Gravette 65-55. to So they will not be continuing their tournament run. However, the Brooklyn boys are still alive. As they beat Moralton 55-39, to they'll play Camden to Fairview on Friday. Coming up this afternoon, Westside trying to knock out the one seed from the South Mills. And again, did I mention 530? Also in girls' action, unfortunately... A lot of local teams falling yesterday. West Memphis knocked out by Little Rock Christian. Nettleton knocked out by Valonia. GCT is still alive. They will play tomorrow. I didn't get all the way through the brackets. Got a couple more to share with you. We'll talk about a few extra scores when we come back in the 1 o'clock hour. Also, uh, we got to start looking ahead to tomorrow as well. There's going to be a lot going on tomorrow. It's also going to include the release, the full release of the Sunbelt football schedule. We don't know much, but we're going to talk about it anyways. 
at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We'll be right back after this on The Ticket. This is Willow's Wall, your Thursday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update, brought to you by Plans to Tire Service. Arkansas State men's basketball starting the final stretch of the season last night with a 71-60 win at Coastal Carolina. Isaiah Nelson with 16 points and 12 rebounds. The Red Bulls win, along with losses by Southern Miss and Louisiana Lafayette, gives Arkansas State the number four seed in the men's tournament next week in Pensacola, Florida, which means they won't have to play until the quarterfinals a week from Saturday. They'll wrap up the regular season tomorrow at conference-leading Appalachian State. Arkansas State football announcing yesterday that Griffin McCarley is the new linebackers coach for A-State. He spent last year as an analyst at Ole Miss. Also had prior coaching jobs at Troy and Kansas State. The NBA, 33 points in a game high. 13 rebounds from Jaron Jackson Jr. Not enough as the Grizzlies lost their third in a row since the All-Star break falling at Minnesota. 110-101. to Four tires in one hour. Guaranteed at plans to tire service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Winter is here, and so are the incredible savings at Kavanaugh Chevrolet Buick GMC. Conquer the roads with the all-new 2024 Chevy Silverado Trail Boss Crew Cab 4-Wheel Drive. Up to 7000 off MSRP. And don't forget about the all-new 2024 Buick Invista. The new crossover and luxury vehicles. Now just $24,255. Plus, at Kavanaugh, you get free delivery, free maintenance, and a money-back guarantee. Winter's hottest deals are at Kavanaugh Chevrolet Buick GMC or KavanaughGM.com. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, we've been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Whether you're in the market for an equipment loan, real estate financing, or funds to support operating expenses, our agri-lending experts can help. We work with farmers daily to find the best financing products and competitive rates. Our longstanding relationships and knowledge of the ag industry ensure we can offer the most personalized service available. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is truly our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Local Tire and Wheel has a sweetheart of a deal all this month. Get four brand new tires today for only $14 out of pocket and no payments for 14 days. Plus get nine months same as cash. Payments to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you nine months to pay? Get the tires you require and the wheels you desire for only $14 out of pocket with no payments for 14 days at local. Local Tire and Wheel. Local Tire and Wheel believes that everyone should have the option to drive on safe, dependable tires. But most of us don't budget for tires. But when we need them, we need them. And that's why Local Tire and Wheel is here. All Local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance in our road hazard protection program. And we offer $50 in referral cash back. Local Tire and Wheel has a sweetheart of a deal all this month. Get four brand new tires today for only $14 out of pocket with no payments for 14 days. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518. South Caraway in Jonesboro and localtireandwheel.com. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green and thriving community and we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another 
and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Red Zone. We've got an hour left today here on the ticket. Kara, Richie, Ryan, James with you. Are we doing anything special for Leap Day? Like as a society? <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but I mean, it only comes it only comes around every four years. I feel like, I, I've, I don't know, a national holiday, something, at least a celebration. It seems like it's a big deal. But I guess I guess that's just me. Clearly, look, clearly I'm at work, so nobody's celebrating it where where I'm at. But maybe maybe in the future we can we can get that changed. I'm I'm not going to hold my breath though. Uh, when the noon hour cut off, we were going through some scores from state tournament action yesterday, and I, I made it all almost all the way through the brackets, but. I didn't quite get to 5A boys action, and unfortunately, not really anything positive there to, to report for for our local teams. You know, it was a, a loss for Valley View yesterday to Maumelle. It was a loss uh, for Marion yesterday to Parkview, and uh, also falling yesterday with Memphis. So, unfortunately, uh, just not not uh, necessarily really anything going on of regional interest in, in the 5A boys bracket, uh, but uh, we... We did uh, did want to share those scores. Didn't want to leave anybody out, or at least those results. Didn't want to leave anybody out. A lot uh, coming up today in terms of you know any eight teams that are going to be in action, and we'll make sure and go through that list coming up later on. I'm about to hear from me though. I'm going to be watching a little Marshall and BIC in girls' action throughout this hour, and uh, we'll throw out some score updates as we go along. Do want to remind you, of course, that uh, the EAB Sports Network is your home for the 4A, 5A, and 6A state tournament video feeds. So you can watch every single game inside that EAB Media app. Of course, that is an app I nag you about at the beginning of the show every single blessed day. So (laughs) I'm going to assume you've already got that on your phone, right? Just lie and tell me you do. And uh, and then you can uh, just click on sports uh, there on that EAB Media Group app. Click on sports right at the top of the page. It, it has links to those streams. So you'll be able to find it easy peasy. 870-9303-776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber hotline uh, during this noon hour. Of course, Right Fiber is an internet provider that's different in all of the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees, 
and you get unlimited data, you can check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. You can give us a ring, weigh in on the KavanaughCars.com question today. We're asking you, uh, how has this A-State season gone based on your preseason expectations? Way better. Did it not meet your expectations at all? I'd be kind of curious who voted for that, but uh, but we'll skip over that in a moment and, and circle back around to that question coming up later. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a busy day. Obviously, we have got to preview uh, the regular season finales for both A-State men's and women's basketball. We're going to be previewing some A-State baseball. Big series coming up tomorrow with the Red Wolves on the road at Missouri State. But then also, at some point in time tomorrow, the Sun Belt Conference is going to release its full 2024 football schedule. Now, I feel like I, I'm really nice to the Sun Belt Conference, so I'm hoping they do me a solid and make sure that schedule release comes out before noon. So, of course, we can talk about it on the show. But I feel like in years past, it's always been in the morning, so we'll have that news uh, when we get on air with you here on the Workday Red Zone, and we'll be able to kind of pick apart that that schedule. I have not seen any leaks uh, regarding the schedule, which I'm not really sure what you would leak. Again, we know, every team knows its opponents. Uh, you know where the games are going to be played. It's just more of a question of of what order and, you know, how many midweeks per team. You know, if you get a midweek, how many minutes, what, where is it at? Uh, so... That is uh, going to be news that, that will drop tomorrow. And again, I have not seen any any leaks about it whatsoever. Obviously, with that coming out tomorrow, we'll, we'll be talking football. Uh, we'll be talking football uh, quite a bit next week as we lead up to the beginning of spring camp for the Red Wolves, which is going to be March 10th. And I, I will tell you that, uh, you know, A-State has, uh, they're on top of things in terms of the SID office hat tip Mark Taylor as A-State has got its 2024 roster updated and, and ready for you to look over. And actually, they have had that up for a couple of weeks now. Uh, but uh, they've updated that one more time ahead of spring camp. So we know, you know, the the, the new players there, there that are at camp that reported this spring, they're on that roster. We know that there are several number changes this spring that, uh, <laughs> that I am probably going to struggle to keep tabs on or keep track of. Uh, some fan favorites have uh, have switched numbers like Reagan Ely. Uh, so for those of you that that memorize that, uh, we're that's yeah. Some good luck to all of us there. But then of course there's also you know some some departures from last year. So many of those we've already discussed, but there there is a departure or, or a player removed from that online roster that. I was not expecting. By the way, this is bad news. I'm just going to let you know right now. This is this is a bad news segment, okay? Uh, Malik Straker is not returning to Arkansas State football in 2024. And reached out about, you know, uh, thought he had another year. And he does not have any eligibility remaining. And that is just tough news all around. It was it, it, an unexpected news. Uh, I flash back to a conversation with linebackers coach John Shalala last year, and we were talking about the, the veteran experience in his room and, and things like that. And he mentioned Straker, and he was like, oh, yeah, he's got another year, and that was so exciting. And 
and uh, I, I'm I'm not sure what what the issue was, but but after them going through and, and double checking his records, he he does not have eligibility left, and so that is just a gut punch in so many different ways. It obviously it it stinks for Striker. I mean, you thought you you kind of make your life plan, and it includes a, another year of college football, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. So you got to retool there on the fly. Uh, you've got to obviously, uh, unfortunately for Striker, he doesn't get that senior send off that that you're supposed to have on senior day that signifies the end of your collegiate career, and you get recognized for the fans for the time and the te- the sweat and the tears and the hard work you put in. He doesn't get that. It stinks for us as fans because we don't get to you know have that moment with, with him. And then obviously from a football perspective, this is this is a tough loss. This is a tough loss. You're already looking at a, a linebacker's room that statistically was losing quite a bit with the departure uh, there, Javante Mackey. So now that is a unit that has lost not one of its three starting linebackers, but but two. So you've you've just kind of got Char Willikis returning there. Uh, that was also a unit, of course, that lost um, Gavin Potter to uh, to the portal. So out of this the six guys there in that linebacker room on your two deep, half of them half of them are gone. So that's that's a lot to replace uh, in terms of production. Malik Straker finished third. This season for Arkansas State football in terms of total tackles. You know, Travion Thomas led the team with 91. Char Willikas had 90. Striker right behind those guys at 85. A lot of, just a lot of production. He was tied for the team lead in in interceptions with, with two. Uh, he had six and a half tackles for, I mean, you're just, you're losing so much production. And then, of course, that doesn't, that doesn't account for the intangibles. He was an incredibly good leader. Good teammate, smart guy, great to talk to. So yeah, it stinks. It stinks. Uh, that is that automatically jumps to, I guess, the top of the list of my you know <laughs> aspect of concern for Arkansas State football and for this twenty twenty four season. What's going to happen at linebacker? Now again, you you do return a good one in Char Willickis, and that is a guy who got better as the season went on last year, and, and that is the the quarterback of your your defense there at the mic. But I am uh, a little in my feelings <laughs> about uh, about the news about Striker. So tough stuff. But uh, the Red Wolves, you know, I guess I guess the only silver lining is 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 you do know this information ahead of spring camp. So you've got spring camp to kind of work through what you want to do at linebacker. Um, if you've if you've brought in you know a, a guy or two already in the portal that helps you with that departure. And, and A-State did go out and bring in a guy like uh, Chris Pearson, Kyle Taylor. They're the linebacker spot in, in, terms, of, uh, in terms of transfers. If, if you feel like you've, you've kind of been able to fill those roles, you'll get to see that in spring. And if you haven't, you have spring to figure out, all right, we, we have not. We have not filled, uh, filled these holes left behind by Stryker and, and Mackey. And so that means you hit the portal again at linebacker in the summer and see what you can do there to be ready for, for that unit to take the field in the fall. So, in the meantime, it, it is what it is. Wishing uh, Malik Stryker the best 
at his upcoming pro day because that will be now what is what is next for Straker instead of getting ready for spring camp for for Arkansas State football. Uh, again, we'll talk about the release of the full Sunbelt Conference football schedule coming up on tomorrow's show. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, in the meantime, I tell you what, let's go ahead and step aside and take a break. It's time for one of those phone lines open during the break at 870-930-3776. Here on The Ticket, keep it with us. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Visiting with Sunbelt heptathlon champion Colby Eddowes about overcoming major adversity. They eventually found out my labrum ligament was completely torn, and they found out that I had two to three cancerous tumors in my hip as well. And then also I had too much. <laughs> yeah. And then I had too much bone growth from my femoral head, so I didn't get an osteoplasty and an arthroscopy, which is three different surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the second to none podcast. Presented by First National Bank and the Cavanaugh Auto Group. New episodes Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Mattress Madness at Gamble Home. Score on savings and style. Get a free adjustable base with your mattress purchase. Plus, enjoy buy one, get one half off on sheets, pillows, and protectors. If you've been thinking about a new mattress, now is the time to score big savings at Gamble Home. Visit us in-store and take our slam-dunk mattress demo to get an additional $10. Save during our Mattress Madness sale happening now at Gamble Home in the Farfield Curve. This is Keith Baird from Baird Auto Group. Baird is having its biggest pre-owned sales event of the year. That's right. Baird is your used car headquarters, and we are number one in quality and reliability. Don't waste your hard-earned money on an old clunker. Baird has hundreds of Baird pre-owned certified vehicles starting only $13,999. Drive away in a Baird certified pre-owned vehicle today and take advantage of payments starting only $2.99 a month. Save big, save smart, save thousands at Baird. Baird has banks with millions of dollars secured just for your next car loan. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Beard will work hard to earn your business. Bring your trade to Beard. Beard will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Take the short drive to save thousands at a Beard location near you or check our low prices out at buybeard.com. Don't get a bad deal, get a Beard deal. Because why pay more? See you for details. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm 5'11", barely 5'4". I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife. A mom. A sister. 
and a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst. Small business owner. Teacher. Dance fitness instructor. Film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. Because I was given a chance. To contribute my skills and talents. To show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. 870-930-3776. The number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. The question today, how do you size up? This 23-24 A-State men's basketball season based on your preseason expectations. Uh, right now, 52% of you say it exceeds or has exceeded your expectations. 32% say you wildly exceed your expectations. 13% met expectations. 2% did not meet expectations. I'm thinking that one might have been a misclick. I uh, want to look quickly at some state tournament action. One game of note right now in terms of uh, our regional teams that are playing, and that is BIC Girls Basketball playing against Marshall. And the Bobcats currently up 20-18 to 18 in this one. Uh, there's not a, I don't see a clock here on the game viewer, but I think this one is early in the second quarter. I think, I think, again. Uh, no uh, no clock, but uh, we'll continue to, to look in on the score as we go along here in this 1 o'clock hour. What else is on the slate to talk about here over the next few minutes? You know, earlier we talked about uh, this this men's team, this men's bracket, how that looks heading to Pensacola next week for Arkansas State. In terms of women's action, uh, the bracket did not change any from the last time we, we talked about it. Uh, even with last night's action, I think Marshall uh, was able to clinch the regular season title. So you have some teams that are kind of locked into their spots. Marshall's going to be the one seed on the women's side of things. Troy is going to be the two seed. And Arkansas State is, is going to be the 10. Uh, in women's action, every single team in the bracket is kind of locked into their round. So no matter what, no matter how the final game shakes out, Coastal Carolina, Georgia, Southern Texas State, South Alabama, those teams are all uh, going to end up playing in the first round. In the second round, in addition to A-State at the 10, you're going to have ULM, Southern Miss, Georgia State, Louisiana, and App State that are all going to be there in the second round. And in the quarterfinals, again, Marshall at 1, Troy at 2, either James Madison or Old Dominion will finish 3 or 4. So, looking at you know, where A-State is at in the bracket. If uh, if things don't change between now and when the final brackets come out, Arkansas State will face 7th seed Georgia State there in the second round. The winner will advance to play Troy, which is tough. But A-State will tip off play 
in the women's bracket in the second round on Wednesday, March the 6th. And that game will be at 7.30 there at the Pensacola Bay Center. So obviously we look forward to seeing those final brackets and getting ready to talk tournament with you coming up next week. We had last night, uh, of course, in addition to things going on on the hardwood, you had some midweek games going on around the league as well. And there were a couple of of wild ones. Now, first off, it was good just in general. The Sun Belt swept the night last night uh, in, in baseball. There was a game that was canceled between James Madison and George Mason, or at least it was postponed. But everybody else that was in action for the belt was able to to come out on top. There were a couple of wild finals around the league. And one of those was Troy and Kent State. Troy scored four runs in the ninth inning to walk off Kent State. Troy has been a team that has been down but apparently never out. That was their third walk-off win of the year through 10 games. Quite frankly, I don't think I could handle that much stress in the early going. (laughs) A-State going to -to back-to-back games that were in extra innings was more than enough for me. Uh, but uh, but that was pretty wild. Again, Troy rallying to score four in the night to walk off Kent State. Now, that being said, I don't even think that was the, the wildest game last night in, in Sunbelt play. South Alabama also played into some pretty tense moments last night. They actually uh, played into extras. And the Jaguars were able to come out on top against Nichols 11-10. to 10. But they had to come from behind in both the ninth and the 10th innings. And they won on a walk-off strikeout. So uh, I guess uh, especially this season in, in baseball, they don't call it the fun belt for nothing. Uh, so it should continue to be probably a pretty wild ride throughout the course of the season. I love this league for baseball. Absolutely. Speaking of baseball, looking at spring training scores today, uh, I think... Right at this time yesterday when we were talking to you, the Cardinals were trailing 3 to nothing. <laughs> that was against the Mets yesterday. Uh, today, the Cardinals playing at the home facility, and they are tra- trailing 3 to nothing against the Nationals. Uh, one of the new guys was pitching today in Kyle Gibson. He went two innings and allowed three hits, three earned runs, struck out two, did not walk a batter. Uh, Two of those three hits were homers. But the bullpen was solid after that. Gallegos, Kittredge, McGreevy. Those guys combining for four innings. Just one hit allowed between the three of them. And and no runs scored. Also, no walks. So the bullpen has done a good job. But the starter struggled a little bit. And the hitters struggling a little bit today. Only three hits so far out of the Cardinals. Those are from Newt Barr, Jordan Walker, and Mason Wynn. Who again, uh, minuscule sample size, but you know, Mason Wynn is batting 571 in spring training. So, you know, you take it, right? <laughs> uh, that's that, that is not a, uh, a batting average that's going to hold up, but uh, it's a fun number to look at in, in the early going, right? Uh, this one, by the way, is in the bottom of the sixth. 
and uh, have not really seen any any huge news coming out from Cardinals camp over the few days over the past few days. Obviously, the exception there is is the signing of Brandon Car- Crawford, but but man, that's okay. I'm I'm all in favor of a nice, boring spring training. Now it's it's fun to read about stories, you know, about up and comers or you know some prospects that are turning heads in spring training. Yes, that's great. That's fun. That's amazing. But unfortunately, most of the time when you've got big stories that come out of spring training, it's it's due to an injury, right? More often than not, it's due to a pitcher who all of a sudden gets to spring, gets to gets to their their spring camp and realizes their arm is going to fall off at some point in time in the 2024 season. So you got to have surgery and you got to retool, blah 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 blah. So again, I am I am all in favor of a nice boring spring for the St. Louis Cardinals, and for the most part, uh, that is that's what we've seen so far now obviously they're still trying to work out roles and and it's going to be a lot more interesting to follow this team a couple weeks from now when the starters are at least pitching into <laughs> into the fifth inning as opposed to uh having a uh, a hard inning cap of like two innings or 40 pitches or whatever they're at right now it's obviously not very much but as we get deeper into the spring uh, the storylines will become more clear the successes or lack thereof will become more clear in terms of how this team went out and, and retooled so much in the offseason and as to whether or not it looks like it's it's going to work out for the best or whether this team is set for another season of struggle. I haven't looked yet. I'm sure they're out. Uh, they, they always are. But I haven't looked yet at the uh, over-under win totals for the Cardinals this season and how they compare to last year, which I don't remember what the uh, what the – what the number of wins was was set at at the beginning of the year, I can't tell you the Cardinals did not meet it. Uh, definitely did not top it. I don't remember what it was. Don't care what it was. I know they didn't get there. So I'm curious what that adjustment is like this year uh, after such a struggle of a 2023. But we can look around on that, and that can potentially be a question for next week. Of course, too much to talk about tomorrow to even begin to dive into that but maybe tomorrow we can also talk about a Cardinals rally this afternoon got a lot to do and by the way the Cardinals are uh, starting in today's game to sub out some of their starters for some guys that will be deep 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 on the depth chart so hey you get it you're not you're not playing to win a spring training game nobody gets nobody gets a spring training title you're just trying to figure everything out. So Goldschmidt's already been pulled today. Arenado's already been pulled today. Carpenter's already been pulled today. So just uh, just some guys hanging out taking ABs against the Nationals. We'll update that score, though, a couple times today because why not? Don't have a ton else on the slate. Uh, we'll also update you on, on BIC and Marshall. Unfortunately, uh, that second quarter really went heavily in Marshall's favor. They're now up 36 to 24 and we'll see if we can figure out where this game is from a a time perspective as well and update you on that when we come back but let's go ahead and step aside for a break we need to go ahead and take one of those we'll come back right after this for more on the ticket enter the workday red zone weekdays noon to two on the ticket radio network 
Hey, y'all, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health. And you know, this is that time of year where many of us make those New Year's resolutions. We'll resolve to exercise more, to eat better, to lose weight. They're all great ideas, but did you know that your testosterone level plays a huge part in your success? So if you walk around feeling tired all the time, if you're struggling to lose weight, if your libido's low, or if you just feel a general lack of motivation, it's time to check yourself and your testosterone levels with Elite Men's Health. And I'm telling you this as someone who has seen and felt the difference firsthand. Testosterone replacement therapy works. It's almost like I found the fountain of youth. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? Go by Elite Men's Health for an evaluation. And if your T levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. So if you're making those New Year's resolutions and you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. They're at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Total Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check them out at EliteMensHealth.com. When you're in the market for a new vehicle, George Kell Motors in Newport has you covered with a great selection of vehicles from Chevrolet and GMC. And if your vehicle needs routine maintenance or critical care, our factory trained technicians can take great care of you and get you back on the road in a flash. George Kell Motors, your Hall of Fame dealer off exit 85 in Newport. Call us 870-523-2792 or view our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com. Dirksen Hospice, we understand that every moment matters. In your time of need, we're here to provide support for you and your loved ones. Our dedicated team is committed to creating a caring and personal experience tailored to your unique needs all around Northeast Arkansas. Hi, I'm April Tate, and I've worked with Dirksen Hospice for seven years. I've seen firsthand the positive impact we have on families during challenging times. It's not just about medical care, it's about creating moments of comfort and connection. To learn more about our compassionate care, Find us on Facebook, Dirksen Hospice. Imagine battling cancer and actually beating it. You feel like you've just come out of the woods, only to discover you're about to go over another cliff. Hi, I'm Kathy Bates, and as a two-time cancer survivor, I can tell you nothing prepared me for the challenge of lymphedema, a chronic disease often brought on by cancer treatment that compromises the lymphatic system and leads to a lifetime of severe swelling and pain. Lymphedema, L.E., affects more Americans each year than AIDS, Parkinson's, MS, muscular dystrophy, and ALS combined. Yet with proper treatment, it can be managed or even prevented. That's why I urge everyone facing a cancer diagnosis to be your own best advocate. Discuss L.E. with your doctor before undergoing surgery. With patients and doctors working together, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. What's one of your favorite memories? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, well, there was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest back when I was maybe like eight or nine. And um, I can remember one night we were laying out in our hammocks and we were just, you know, watching the trees rustling in the wind above us and we could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and the creek running nearby. It was amazing. It felt like we were a part of it all. I don't know if I do it justice trying to describe it, but I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.com. 
org. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you, 870-9303-776. And I'm going to call the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, asking you today, how does this A-State men's basketball season uh, meet your expectations? I phrased that poorly. Does it meet your expectations? Does it exceed your expectations? Or maybe it does not meet your expectations. I'm kind of curious. So, there is... A single solitary vote for uh, this season not meeting expectations. Um, now that could be a misclick. That could be a disgruntled Troy fan who got who got swept uh, by the Red Wolves. Of course, there's certainly no 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 like requirements or no checklist you have to go through before you can vote on a random Twitter poll. But but if this is truly a genuine vote and not a misclick. I would really be interested in in hearing what your preseason expectations were for a state men's basketball if this season didn't at least meet it. Um, I, I understand that you know one of the things that most fans look at, especially casual fans. If you're a casual fan, you're not looking at Ken Palm, you're not looking at strength of schedule, you're not looking at net, you're not looking at offensive efficiency. You're flat out looking at win loss record, and a state is sixteen and fourteen. So, so maybe I get it from that perspective. But if you follow this team close enough to know that it's 16 and 14, you probably also know that this team has won six in a row, right? And that they've fared really well down, down the stretch, won more games in conference play than in several years. So I'm, I'm just really curious if this year does not meet, has not met your expectations, like what? What were your expectations? My expectations have been exceeded, by the way, to answer answer my own question. Uh, depending on how, you know, next week goes in Pensacola, that could jump to wildly exceeded. But really, this has just been, record aside, one of the funner years that I personally have experienced in, in covering A-State men's basketball. I mean, that Troy game, you flash back to a week and a half ago at First National Bank Arena. I mean, that, that was a high water mark for A-State men's basketball over the past several years. Just in terms of the overall scene, the way that the fans behaved in regard to that game, how hyped everybody was, all of the little extras that went along with it, you know, the barstool guys being there, the nationally televised broadcast, the return of the three-point balloon, can't leave that out. And then also the fact that A-State took care of business there on its home court. I mean, that's, that's going to be one of those kind of lingering things that stick in your mind for a while. I, I could not have imagined a game, and, and specifically an atmosphere, like that at the beginning of the season. That one specific night, for sure, wildly exceeded my expectations. But in terms of the overall season, it's still, still pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun all around, to be sure. Uh, let's look around at some additional news and notes. The NFL Combine, by the way, beginning today in Indianapolis. Uh, so over the next four days, 
A lot of different guys competing in what uh, some people have dubbed the Underwear Olympics. Of course, uh, JC of RWRC Radio has already been there for a couple of days. They've already gone through and done a lot of the, the media stuff and player availability and things like that. And, of course, he's been uh, tweeting that and, and posting that on Facebook uh, to keep everybody up to speed on social media and doing a really good job there. But uh, looking at uh, guys that are going to be going through some of these different uh, jumps and sprints and bench presses and everything else over the next four days. Today is a defensive line and linebackers. And by the way, if you're just a, if you're a diehard draft fan, you, I'm, first off, you already know this, but uh, if you are wanting to keep tabs on the action, 2 o'clock on the NFL Network is when that begins. Tomorrow it's going to be defensive backs and tight ends. Saturday, uh, the offensive skill positions, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, Sunday, offensive line. Coverage today and tomorrow starting at 2. Coverage Saturday and Sunday starting at noon. And uh, a lot of different names to watch, of course, at every position. A lot of different guys trying to boost their stock for sure. Especially when you've got uh, a couple of Heisman guys there. And Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Williams right now the favorite to be the number one pick. But... Quarterbacks, of course, are always analyzed and then overanalyzed. So depending on where you look, you can find several people who believe that Williams is going to be not just a lock to be the number one pick, but a lock to have a successful career. Of course, you could find plenty of detractors as well. Folks that just don't think Williams quite has it. And with quarterbacks, there's more of, you know, kind of it in, in quotations than with the other position. You know, does he have the, the leadership factor? Things like that to be able to be a franchise player at at that position. I always think it's interesting to to watch, you know, like the the dash, uh, the forty yard dash, and things like that. Um, crazy times, like crazy fast times, do not actually usually correlate to on field success, but. It seems like every single year we we see these NFL players or these NFL hopeful players get bigger and faster and stronger than ever. And so there's always going to be somebody that kind of kind of comes out of nowhere and gets your attention in terms of the 40-yard dash because if nothing else that that guy can fly. And today, again, if we see a, a D lineman putting up monster times, that is that is big time. Big time going to get everybody's attention. Don't know if it'll happen. But uh, again, D-line and linebackers going through their athletic testing today. I'm I'm ready to, to talk more football. Mainly A-State football, spring football coming up. I'm kind of getting antsy about it. For sure. Uh, Texas State has certainly leaned all in to the acquisition of Jordan McLeod, uh, transfer from James Madison and, and last year's Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Year. I, I mean, I, I get it. He's, he's a great quarterback. But I think he was throwing out the first pitch last night or the night before at either, I can't remember if it was their baseball game or their softball softball game. But he got to throw out the first pitch along with head coach G.J. Kinney. 
So they are uh, certainly hyped up about about his arrival in San Marcos. I don't know, you know, quite yet what Texas State has done to improve their defense, but I feel like that should be a little bit more of a, a question about Texas State than anything else. But you know, maybe, maybe that's just me. I guess it is just me. Cause somebody else is talking about it. But uh, once we see all of these teams start getting at it for spring, undoubtedly there will start being some spring primers and things like that for us to dig in, which is always a lot of fun. It's still forever, forever until the season starts. But once you start to get that trickle of news with the with the schedule release and, and then with the updated rosters and then spring prospectus and things like that, it does feel like you are slowly but surely inching closer at least. But it is certainly slow for sure. Um, let's take a break. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and step aside and see what else is going on nationally before we dive into the last segment. Just a couple news and notes, miscellaneous news and notes to throw at you before we wrap things up. But we'll take one more break and, and reset and come back and do that here on the Workday Red Zone right after this on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Here's what our kids say about fighting dirty to keep Jonesboro beautiful. Try to get more sustainable items to reduce your use of plastics. You can get items made from materials like stainless steel, glass, bamboo, and wood. Get LED light bulbs to replace your old light bulbs. Start up a compost bin. There are many valuable resources online to help you with this. Or go solar. Arkansas offers incentives to switch. Wash with cold water when you're washing your laundry to reduce the use of energy. To find more about how you can take action, log on to keepjonesboroughbeautiful.com. It's the President's Day sales event going on now at Kavanaugh Hyundai. Get incredible savings on every vehicle on the lot with its sleek design and impressive performance. Come see the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Now up to $6,000 off MSRP or the all-new 2024 Hyundai Tucson. The compact SUV that combines style and versatility is now up to $4,500 off MSRP. Plus America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles. Don't miss the President's Day sales event at Kavanaugh Hyundai or KavanaughHyundai.com. Hey, this is Tony from Carol's Candies, Jonesboro's family-owned and operated candy store. Our curated candy selection is sure to please everyone, from the young to the young at heart. We carry handcrafted chocolates, fudge, freeze-dried candy, international candies, retro favorites, and all the latest trends. Visit us at 2704 Alexander Drive, Suite F, behind Outback Steakhouse to experience for yourself what makes us special. Or follow us on Facebook to stay up to date with all of our newest selections. Having trouble getting the trailer you need? Silverline Trailers, the largest trailer retailer in the USA, has the perfect solution for you. Guaranteed approval. No credit check required. Get the quality trailer you need at a price you can afford. With over 3,500 trailers available and more coming in daily, we'll find the perfect trailer for you. And at Silverline, we're always looking to hire good people. Visit our website, SilverlineTrailer.com, for a location near you. You can stop by our Jonesboro location today at 3711 Stadium Boulevard or call 870-203-0000. Silverline Trailers, your trusted trailer retailer. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Shop will take care of you. 
NEA Baptist Women's Clinic is now accepting prenatal appointments. Ladies, if you're expecting, get the prenatal care you and baby need and treat yourself to an A-rated delivery experience when you combine the expert team of labor and delivery nurses with the prenatal care in our women's clinic. Call 936-8000 to schedule a prenatal appointment with one of our obstetricians at the NEA Baptist Women's Clinic. Meet the team and learn more at neabaptistclinic.org. NEA Baptist, we put the A in baby. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. You're going to be a wonderful mom. And I can't wait to be a grandpa. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. I struggled to connect with almost everyone and preferred being alone. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. In fact, I called Jim first with the news about my granddaughter, Lizzie. Hey, Jim, I'm going to be a grandfather. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, let's get together and celebrate. Well, as long as you're not grilling. My pride was my armor, but I didn't know it then. I couldn't put it in the words. I was sad, was scared, I felt alone. I didn't know how to reach out, so I hid behind anger and silence. But then I decided to listen to Jim and went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Last call on the Right Fiber Hotline at 870-930-3776. And last call on the KavanaughCars.com question asking you today, how does, how do you size up this 23-24 A-State men's basketball season based on your preseason expectations? That question, as always, is brought to you by our great friends at KavanaughCars.com. Got a little chilly again. So if you're needing to get out and about uh, to shop for a new vehicle, just do yourself a favor and do it from the comfort of your own couch. You can head to KavanaughCars.com. And first things first, they have the entire Kavanaugh inventory for you there online. Every single new vehicle, every single uh, used vehicle, it's right there all for you at one spot. And then after you pick out that perfect ride, you can continue to use all of the tools on their website to make sure you can drive away in it. So get pre-approved for your financing, find out what your trade-in is worth. Uh, there's a budget calculator, everything. Everything is for you at, is there for you at KavanaughCars.com. Well, let's get sidetracked. Go to the Right Fiber Hotline and check in with Red Wolf Mark. How are you? Hello, Mr. Kerr. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today, Red Wolf Mark? I'm doing good. I'm going to take off to all the high school teams and go Red Wolves and uh, go Lady Red Wolves and go Men Red Wolves. Okay. So all of. And, ba- and baseball Red Wolves. Okay. Yeah. And to all to, all to the baseball high school teams, too. Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say go to everybody in Johnsboro, too. Okay. Yep. And if you ain't if you're looking for a church home, uh, we like for you to come out to Valley Ridge Baptist Church. If you don't know where that's at, you can just call me at my number here. 
870-340-8697. Okay. And I'm going to say go tell them good folks out there in Johnsboro. Okay. Go to, did you already say, you already said go to all the high school teams, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we covered that. All right. So we're good. We're good. Thanks, Reverend. All right. Again. All right. Thank you. By the way, one, uh, one NEA team currently in action. Several more coming up later on today, but just one right now currently in action. And the BIC girls are, are going to need to rally. They are trailing Marshall 46 to 28 at the half. Let's go right back to the right fiber hotline. Check in with Zach. How are you? Good. What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. I just heard my reloading counterpart, uh, Red Wolf Mark, uh, cooled off a little bit today. He could probably get away with wearing his uh, Wilson sweatsuit, sweatpants, and sweatshirt today, probably with no jacket. But uh, anyhow, uh, what are we talking about today? How, if at all, um, does let me find my question because every time I try and I, I, sometimes I word things weird when I'm when I'm just trying to go on the fly here. How do you size up the 23-24 A-State men's basketball season based on preseason expectations? Did it did it exceed expectations, meet expectations, or did not meet expectations? I'm going to say it exceeded, in my opinion. Okay. It breathed life into a program that had been kind of stagnant for the past couple of years under Bilotto. No offense to Coach Bilotto, but uh, I think it breathed new life into the, uh, the uh, team. I think that's actually a, a really good way to phrase it. Definitely, I think so. But uh, anyways, uh, hey, I was going to ask you, when did the Mark III uh, boys play again? I know they had a game Tuesday. They won it. Let me shuffle through the stack of papers I got here. Let's see. The the boys or the girls? Boys. That would be, uh, the girls play tomorrow night, I believe. Well, well tomorrow sometime. Okay, so well, there's actually going to be a, a Mark III doubleheader uh, oh. tomorrow. So you've got uh, the... Boys are going to be playing at 5.30, and they are still waiting to see their opponent. It will be either Bradley or Scranton, and then the girls will play at 7, and they will face either oh. Augusta or Mount Ida. So so back-to-back, back-to-back for the uh, boys and girls of Mark Tree tomorrow. Nice, nice. I like it. Anyways, all right, so I got out. I was hoping I could have come Mark ahead of time. Today is Ja Rule's, rapper Ja Rule's birthday. He'll be, he'll be by 48. I was hoping Mark call in and saying holla, holla. But uh, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe See next y'all. time. See ya. Uh, 870-930-3776 if you want to get the last word on the Right Fiber Hotline. I'm going to throw out one more one more kind of uh, thing here in terms of our KavanaughCars.com question. Uh, a graphic that was tweeted out earlier today from A-State Fan Rules. He reminds us. That the Red Wolves were predicted at the beginning of the season to finish ninth in the Sun Belt. And obviously, uh, fourth is a, a pretty big step up from ninth. Now, the, <laughs> the men's basketball poll is always uh, any preseason poll in the Sun Belt is always a little bit of a crapshoot, but they got a couple of them right. They had JMU and App State one and two respectively in the preseason poll. Those teams finished two and one, so they weren't very far off there at all about those being the best two teams in the league. They were uh, the 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 prognosticators were wildly off base about ODU picking them third in the preseason poll. They finished fourteenth. However, they had their coach uh, unfortunately had to 
step aside in the middle of the season. He's now retired. They lost their leading scorer midway through the year in Vashon Alet. So some different things going on there. But several of these preseason picks, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Again, A-State, though, picked finish night, ended up fourth. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Coming up on tomorrow's Workday Red Zone, and just tomorrow in general, it's going to be a busy day. Again, a reminder that the full Sunbelt Conference football schedule is going to be released tomorrow. Fingers crossed they do it before noon. (laughs) So we can talk about it here on the show, but even if they don't, we're still going to have quite a bit to dive into. Uh, Looking at the slate for tomorrow, A-State baseball beginning a three-game series at Missouri State at at 3 o'clock, so we'll talk about that one. Men's basketball playing their season uh, regular season finale at App State at 5.30. We'll talk about that one. Women's basketball, senior night, regular season finale versus App State at 7 o'clock. So uh, those three uh, different um, game series, what have you, topics all going to be on the agenda for tomorrow along with that Sunbelt schedule release. Uh, speaking, though, of women's basketball for a second, Caitlin Clark continues her assault on any and all scoring records related in any way, shape, or form to college basketball. And she has now broken Lynette Woodard's scoring record. So she broke the NCAA women's basketball scoring record two weeks ago. But, you know, there's there were there was a different classification before the NCAA in terms of, of women's college athletics, the AIAW. And Lynette Woodard was the all-time leading scorer there. So uh, Caitlin Clark was able to break that, and now she's just 18 points shy of tying. Pete Maravich is 3,667 points for the all-time NCAA scoring record among both men and women. Uh, that should happen in the Iowa regular season finale coming up on Sunday. And by the way, I am absolutely going to be seated for that game. That's against number two Ohio State. That's going to be a, a rematch of a game where uh, Ohio State got the better of Iowa on their home court in just a, that was a thriller, a thriller for sure. And so uh, those teams are going to play again with some significant history potentially on the line for Clark. She had a triple double last night in a huge blowout of Minnesota 33 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. She entered the game needing 32 points to match Lynette Woodard and got nearly halfway there in all of four minutes. So, again, expect that to happen coming up on Sunday. Maybe she can do what LeBron did last night and just absolutely go off at the end of the game. Uh, Golly. The way they won last night, the way the Clippers won last night was absolutely wild. They, after three, they trailed the Clippers by 19. And then a little bit after that, they, they were down by 21. And I mean, that's a, that's a game that's over, right? Gosh. And then LeBron James decided that it was not over. Turned in 19 fourth quarter points. And the Lakers ended up winning that game 116 to, to 112. Just absolutely insane. So the Lakers left the Warriors in the playing standings. I think uh, Old Fred Austin Reeves had a double-digit performance in that one as well. This is pretty pretty cool stuff there <laughs> from the Lakers last night. Pretty wild to still see LeBron doing that again at almost 40 years old. Pretty crazy. 
That is, uh, that's a wrap on today's Workday Red Zone. Thank you to everyone who voted in our poll and, and gave us a ring today. We could not do it without you. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drop at 3 o'clock. Have it here, well, in the morning for some Fox Sports programming is the front row at RWRC Radio. We'll be back on Monday, but hey, we'll be back tomorrow at noon for the finale for the week, I guess, of the Workday Red Zone. So for Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, today. Can't wait to talk with you tomorrow. Have a great, great afternoon.